Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Country Heat Weekly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Sorry, I'm oversharing here. No, we got right, right into it. No, we're right we like into it. it. You are on a couch, so yeah, this is fair I'm, I'm about to lay down and yeah, do the yeah, thing. Go for it. Go for it. Welcome to Therapy with Kelly and Amber. <laughs> Thank you so much for checking out Country Heat Weekly. We are the destination for country music fans. I'm Kelly Sutton. And I'm Amber Anderson. And we're not therapists. We just play them on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> At least when Dan and Shay are here. That's right. Their new album, Bigger Houses, is out. Now, if you've seen the cover art, you might be like us wondering, is that real or is that photoshopped? We'll answer that. And we'll get the full story on their near breakup mm-hmm. and how they worked all of that out, plus the scoop on their just announced Heartbreak on the Map tour. So stick around for all of that. We've got a lot to cover, and it has been a crazy busy, busy week in Music City. Lots of parties, lots of interviews. It's like this town finally said, we miss everyone. Let's be social. I was literally just thinking that. I was right. like, man— Everything is happening in this one week. We're watching all the invites come in. I mean, I love it. But we've got all of the coverage on those events in our What's Cooking segment. Also, Americana Fest just wrapped up. Right. That's a four-day event here in town with lots of performances, panels, and an, an award show celebrating the wide range of music that lives under the Americana umbrella. So Americana music is more of like the edges of country music. It's outside of what we would normally cover on Country Heat Weekly. But there is a new Amazon Music original that I wanted to highlight by Wyatt Flores. Um, I don't know if you've heard this or not. It's called How to Save a Life. Like the Grey's Anatomy song? Yeah. That's how a lot of people know of it. It was originally done by The Fray. Wyatt's cover leads off the Americana playlist of Amazon Music Originals. And we're going to link it in our show notes if you want to hear it. I love that playlist. It's pretty cool. It's always got the coolest musical gems on it. Okay, let's head into the Country Heat Kitchen and find out what else is cooking in country music. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We have a lot to catch up on in country music news because you have all the scoop. <laughs> you talked to all the stars last week. It was a busy week, for sure. Um, you were on vacation, mm-hmm. and you missed some pretty fun parties. Not, I know. Not to increase Rub the FOMO. In. I know. <laughs> But we did get to celebrate Luke Bryan's 30 number ones. Why didn't you check my schedule, Luke? <laughs> I had this trip planned for like a year. <laughs> also, I know Country On was his most recent number one towards the end of last year. So yeah. why throw a party now when I'm out of town? Honestly, it was probably the first time that Luke had a minute to breathe. He actually told me the last two years of his life have been the busiest two years of his life. I believe that. 
Isn't that crazy? Also, if we're being real, it doesn't hurt to have him talking to the press, I don't know, weeks leading up to co-hosting the CMA Awards with Peyton Manning again. It's true. It all kind of fits Mm -hmm. together. (laughs) It was also a good chance for Luke to reflect on the changes that have happened since he had his very first number one, do I? I never would have imagined I'd have hit a number like 30. I mean, I I would have probably given myself like an, you know, maybe eight as an over and under, eight to ten. You're focused on everything going on around you, and you, you don't sit back and just think about you're actually piling up quite a few number one songs. So days like this are fun, and I think it's days like this are all about um, me and everybody that it took to put to make all this happen. Well, I seriously had FOMO. I was watching and following along on Instagram while looking at everybody's pictures and videos, but I did see a bunch of celebrities were there. Jason Aldean, Dirks Bentley, Hillary and Dave from Lady A. Right. Brad Tercey from Old Dominion. I think he was following me that day. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I was. I just had interviewed Old Dominion earlier in the day for Country Heat and DJ Mode. Well, you know I want all the scoop. What did you learn about our boys, OD? Okay, well, I think the guys learned that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay. Right? <laughs> um, they're out on their No Bad Vibes tour that launched in May. And they put, like, all this care and attention into the set list and getting it just right. And then they were off for the entire month of August. Then we had a break. And then we started to look at the set list again. And we blew it up. And it was a mistake. Sorry, Grand Rapids, for the show we just gave you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Grand Rapids. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I know. Okay, so what about the new album? Because I personally cannot wait until it drops October 6th. Well, I'm sorry you have to wait. I know. That's when the guys, I'm sorry, they're my special guest on Country Heat and DJ Mode. So you have to wait and hear the full interview. Okay. I will wait patiently. Listen, I promise you, it's worth the wait. They give me the backstory on their duet with Blake Shelton. Recording this album in two different cities, three different studios, as well as a lot of reflection that they've had on why they do this and what success really looks like to them. Okay. I waited this long. (laughs) Okay. Just a little bit longer. I can't wait to listen. I do have a sports-related thing to bring up, though, because, duh, who's surprised? Sorry, not sorry. Did you see the adorable pictures that Scotty McCreary posted of he and his son in matching Patriots jerseys. Mm -hmm. I mean, despite his taste in teams, it was really cute. I did. And in fact, I got to interview Scotty last week for my radio show. You will be so proud of me. That was the first thing I asked him about. Yes. We had matching shoes on too, but my shoes got cut out. So it's been so fun. He was born um, the day the Patriots had a game. So like that night in the hospital, I was holding him like, all right, buddy. It was Mac Jones that I was telling about Tom Brady and the days that he missed, you know. But it, it's been a lot of fun, and the Patriots actually sent us that jersey with McCreary on there for Avery. And his mom's a Saints fan, so if the Patriots and Saints play, there might be a little rub there. I'm okay with it, you know. They're in different divisions. But, yeah, it's been so fun just to have those memories with him and uh, take those pictures. I'm, I'm loving every second of it. I love that. I love that. Okay, one more thing we have to talk about is – Our girl, Kelsey Ballerini, selling out Thompson Bowling Arena in her hometown of Knoxville, Tennessee. I get chills just saying that. You know how much this means to her. Listen, I am dying to talk to her about this. Remember, we all thought it was so weird that Kenny and Kelsey didn't play their hometown when they toured together this past spring. I wonder if this is why. I don't know. 
that would make sense. Yeah. But heads up to Black River, Kelsey's record label, and Sandbox Management. We need tickets, please, and thank you. Yes, we please. We would love to be there for that. <laughs> There's a road trip happening. We weren't fast enough to get tickets before they sold out, so sad us, but... Maybe we can pull some strings. And did you see that she gifted two tickets to every kid at her alma mater, Central High School? I saw she put Go Bobcats on her Instagram post. And I was like, this is great. That's the coolest. Awesome. So the announcement for the Knoxville show said that this was going to kick off the next level of touring. Now, as of this recording, she hasn't announced anything else. But I really hope there's a big announcement coming soon. Me too. Come on, Kelsey. Come on. Okay, that was a lot of stuff to get through. Yeah. But we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll roll our interview with Dan and Shay. Have you ever covered a carpet stain with a rug? Ignored a leaky faucet? Pretended your half-painted living room is supposed to look like that? Well, you're not alone. We've all got unfinished home projects. But there's an easier way. When you download Thumbtack, it's easier to care for your home from top to bottom. Pull out your phone and in just a few steps, you can search, chat, and book highly rated pros right in your neighborhood. Plus, you'll know what to tackle next because Thumbtack is the app that shows you what to do, who to hire, and when. So say goodbye to all those unfinished home projects and say hello to caring for your home the easier way. Download Thumbtack and start a project today. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the living room. We've got Dan and Shay with us this week. Hey, y'all. What's happening, guys? You. you guys have like the most amazing living room I've ever been in my entire like life. Thanks. Y'all decorate this yourselves? I might need you to sure come over did. and decorate yeah, my house. You know, sure did. the green velvety curtains. That's nice. very much our vibe. You know. Well, the disco balls are for sure my vibe. Yeah. That's uh-huh. 100% me. You brought, those, you brought those straight from your house. <laughs> you know I did. I love it. We well, got all the green colors. They're like, hey, do you have green in here? And they're like, what color? Like, all of them. All of them. All of them. All, all the all, shades. The spectrum. I'm so glad you guys are here in person. I know. The last time we talked, we were on uh, Zoom, right? Yes. Yeah, crazy. It's so much better hanging with y'all in person. We agree. Well, we're glad that you guys are back here. Let's dive in because there's been so much that you've already put out on social media. I know that when you wrapped up last time, you kind of went through a patch and you've been very honest and very forthright about talking about it. Who wants to dive in first? What was going on at that period in both of your lives when you wrapped up the last tour? Yeah, I'll, I'll try not to ramble too much. It's a crazy long story, but hey, we're hanging. We're in the living room, so <laughs> yeah, we got right. time. Look, we got, we got time. time. We got coffee, whatever you need, let's friends. Go. Yeah, let's go. let's go. Yeah, so Shay and I have been, you know, we met December 7th, 2012, which is a little over 10 years ago. And we were grinding hard. We were doing 150, 200 shows a year, a lot of those years, just really trying to work it, trying to build our fan base from the ground up, you know. Go, go listen I to it now. It. No I it. It. You know, we always find a way to slip that in I there. caught that. You know, and it was just like, life gets in the way. When we first met, we didn't have a whole lot of responsibilities. We didn't have families. We were hanging out. We were living in the same house. The only thing we had to do was drive down here to Music Row and write two or three songs a day. That's all we really had to worry about. Life gets in the way. And if you're not going out of your way to work on a relationship, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a friendship, but especially a duo, a duo is 
I think the toughest configuration in music. When you have a trio, there's a tiebreaker, a group, just chaos. If you're a solo artist, you make all the decisions for yourself. Yeah. But a duo is an equal split. And if you're not going out of your way to nurture that relationship, you know, it'll you'll go separate ways. And that's why a lot of duos historically don't don't last. It's yeah. really, really tough. And, uh, you know, it wasn't anything specific that got in the middle of us. It was just we weren't going out of our way to work on it. We would come off the road being super tired on a Monday morning and be, and not talk during the week. It was like, dude, I'll see you next weekend or whatever. And we'd go home and do our thing. I think I was going through a lot of personal struggles, and I'm shaking speak on, you know, his own situation too. But I think I got caught up in a lot of the wrong things. I got caught up chasing, you know, what's next? Chasing success. You win a Grammy, you win two, three Grammys in a row. And you're like, well, I know there's a record if we win four in this category. So you're chasing that and you're not soaking in those moments. And I think a lot, I missed a lot of goodness because of that. Cause I was always chasing. And I think a lot of that stuff was eating away at me. And also, you know, we're doing this tour. We sold out an arena tour. We ended that tour in December. And I remember getting off that stage and just being like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. You know, I was in such a dark place, like which should have been an incredible place. Like thousands of people like screaming our words, spending their hard-earned money to come to our show. That's what we've dreamed of since we were little kids. And, you know, I had to get myself right with music again. I needed to get my personal situation right. I needed to get happy again, you know, figure out what was bothering me, what was putting me in this place. And then once I got that figured out and I was like, you know what, I, I reassessed the years that put me in this dark place and I wasn't writing music. I wasn't doing the thing that made me happy. I was like, spending all my time on socials, like, oh, let me, let me get on here and like, let everybody know how many people were at our show. Like, you know, trying to play the, play the game a yeah. little bit. And I wasn't doing what made me happy. And I, I wrote four songs total that year. I was like, that's an issue. Like, that's the thing that fills my cup the most is being in a room like this, you know, on Music Row, writing songs. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to spend more time doing that. Once I got myself right, personally, I was like, I need to get right with Shay. We're best friends. We need to figure out our relationship. We need to figure out our band because whether we break up and we came, you know, we wrote a song about this called Always Gonna Be that's out now. But it was like whether we break up and whether we, you know, we were going out on tour with Kenny Chesney that summer, whether that was our last tour or whether that was a jumping off point for the future, like we need to get ourselves right because Dan and Shay, it has meant so much to us. It, it means a lot to a lot, of other, a lot of other people too, not just our team or our record label, but fans, people who have... Dan and Shay tattoos on their arm or people who used our song as their first dance in their wedding. So like we owed it to ourselves. We owed it to everybody else to get our situation right. I texted Shay one night. I was like, Hey man, like, can we talk? And it was like probably more urgent than, you know, he was like, yeah, man, like when, maybe in a couple of days, I'm like, Oh, well, how about tonight? You know, <laughs> come over <laughs> I tonight. need to talk right now. Cause I was ready. You know, it took me <laughs> yeah. that time. I just needed to get right with myself because we were never going to get ourselves right if we weren't working on ourselves individually. And he came over the house. I think Abby, left. She went to a friend's house just so it was the two of us hanging. We aired everything out. I apologized for the person that I'd become. He did the same. You know, I, I became a monster. Like I was like really mean. And I was just not myself because I was chasing things that I shouldn't have been chasing, you know, and not enjoying the moments and kind of bringing vibes down. And, uh, I just wanted to put that on the table, you know, and then we needed to figure out how we could keep this thing going, you know, indefinitely. And, and we did, and we realized like, we weren't going out of our way to spend time together. And we made it a point, you know, that meeting or hang or whatever it was, was like five hours. We're just hanging there on my back porch for hours crying. It was, it was, oh, it was awesome. I think it was the most pivotal point in our entire career. Um, and we left that night saying like, let's give it a shot. Like we used to, like when we get home from tour and luckily we had a little bit of time before tour so we could really ease into this. 
let's spend more time together. Let's spend three days a week. Like, come over to the house. Let's grab a guitar. Let's try to write a song. If we can't write a song, let's make a funny video or a cover or just hang out. You know what I mean? Watch TV show or go for a walk. Just hang out as friends off the clock. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like everything else, it was like, all right, we have to be here. We have to do this on this time. Have to do this show, this meet and greet. Let's hang like we used to when no one was looking. And we did. We started spending time together and we accidentally wrote the best album of our career in that time. We sat down with no pressure, just hanging as friends with an acoustic guitar, no one telling us what we should or shouldn't do. And and we made this album and it's just, it's changed our entire lives. It's changed the trajectory of our career. And who knows where it's going to go from here, but we're in such a great place. I feel like there's so much air. There's so much lightness in the room uh, when we hang and just with everything. I mean, I feel like it was just the craziest, craziest course of events and Sorry for rambling. That was like a 30-minute little thing. But I mean, it was wild. It was wild. And I, I feel like it was important for us. And I just feel like we're in such a different place. Even the couple shows that we've done recently have been like, dude, this is amazing. It's, it went from we have to do this or to we get to do this. You're having so, fun again. Yeah, yeah, new perspective. Exactly. Sorry, dude. I, I, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's all true. Um, what he said, I mean, that night kind of changed everything. I also have to have a life outside of this. And I have to learn how to... I have three kids. I have to learn how to, whenever I come back home, I have to learn how to be a dad and all of these things. I feel like this is the first time my family and my band and my friendship with Dan has all kind of collided. And it was just like, oh, I'm, we're singing about stuff that we love and that I'm going through right now. You know, and there's songs like Bigger Houses that are like, I have went through that. I think everybody has been through that where you start to chase after something and it doesn't have to be on a crazy you know, a million dollar houses. It could be like, I'm buying a hundred thousand dollar house and I'm going to a $200,000 house. You know, I've, every step along the way, we're always thinking like, okay, if I could get this thing and find this goal, then I'll find happiness. It's time for us as a society. And, you know, I've challenged everybody that I've come in contact with to like, just slow down a little bit and remind ourselves what's really important. Cause it's not those things, you know, you get to that point and you're like, you look back and you're like, dang, I wasted all this time. Now I do have three Grammys and I don't care <laughs> at all, you know. And right. it's where like, are they? I don't even know where they, they are you know, in the house. It's like right. my kids don't care about that, you know, but they do care about the time that I spend with them. And Dan and I get that we care about the time that we actually get to hang out with each other and not just like working. So I feel like just kind of reprioritizing things in our life. And, and we needed to be able to see the lowest of lows to then know that we've been to the highest of highs so that we can know where to live in that happy medium of like, you know what? Life's not always going to be incredible and life's not, not always going to be bad, you know, but we know that like, if you can live kind of in that place where you're appreciative, then especially when you're in a duo, like the highs are even higher and the lows aren't near as low because you're able to kind of go into this with a steady pace and be like, okay, I know what matters now. And let's just, if we can enjoy the process of making music and have fun with that, then who cares what the result is? You know, like you said, Dan, we don't have to do something, we get to do this. Right. And that's a huge difference. So when you guys were going through all of this, did your camp know? No. Did any of no them one know? Knew. Wow. No one knew about it. Because we wanted it to be genuine. I, you know, it took us a while to tell people. People were like, what? You guys are hanging out again? What? You're writing songs? There's going to be an album? This is crazy. Because everyone had thought we were kind of, because we kind of went MIA. You know, so, we weren't really like responding to emails or calls. We just okay. needed that time to decompress and like figure our stuff, figure our stuff out. And then after a few months, it's like, hey, we've been hanging every day. Also, we have like pretty awesome album written. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, it was wild. It was probably a lot of people like, oh, thank God. 
<laughs> my God. So all of the new music on this album, all written after that big conversation, or do we have any holdovers that were somewhere in the vault that you pulled forward? No, every single song came after that conversation. Really? Yep, every single one. For the very first time, we actually had the time to be like, because probably no one knew that we were writing for an album, and that we didn't either, really. Yeah. We were just like, let's get together and do what we do best and what we love the most and write songs together. And we were just trying to do it. You know, two or three times a week, we'd get together and write songs. And that kind of accidentally, we started putting together a very cohesive project because it was like we were just talking and like writing these story songs and things that we had been through and what we were going through then. And it was just so uncoerced. It was the funnest album making process that we've ever had, I would say. We were just making music that we liked, that we wanted to go crank the demo or like the little work tape on our phones when we left the writing session. Like we made music that we loved. Because if you make an album that you don't love and then no one else loves it, then no one loved it. Yeah. At least if we like it and we put it out there and it tanks, like, well, at least we liked it. That I mean, you have for to something. sing these songs yeah. like forever. For forever. Sure. Forever. For sure. For Always sure. going to be. Always, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm okay singing Always Going to Be. <laughs> I'm, good. I'm good with that one. No, okay. I, I feel like it just started from an organic place and, you know, in terms of like, how we wrote the songs, we just wrote them on an acoustic guitar or piano, you know, versus in the past, you would kind of wrote the fully like hashed out yeah. tracks. That was, you know, I think that's an evolution of Music Row and how Nashville and sure. country music has been doing things over. The, it's all cyclical. It'll come back around. But this go around, it's just we wanted to focus on the words and the stories that we were telling. And we just took it back. To, that's how we wrote. The track stuff wasn't a thing when we started. So we brought it back to how we wrote songs, you know, on that first album. It's like, I think... We're better songwriters now. We, you know, we we could do this a little bit better, but I feel like there is some of that magic where it's just two guys, best friends, having fun in the room writing these songs. Uh, I love that. So, "Save Me the Trouble" is a song that you put out first, country radio. So, what was it about this song particularly that you were like, "This is the one that needs to be first? This was the this was the door kicker. I feel like this song was. I've always said this. It was such an unapologetic song. It doesn't. We love that song so much, and you can tell every time we sing it. And it was almost like I don't really care if you guys don't like this song. I freaking love this one. And we know, you know, I feel like when we get in the room together, like one of the things that makes us love a song is like us as friends being like, dude, we're, people are gonna love. Like our fans are gonna love this song. I can see this. I can see this moment live. And we wanted to have that moment. You know, that was like a. Chris Stapleton, Justin Timberlake moment at the CMAs or oh. whatever it is, you know, like mm -hmm. having that kind of song that is just super powerful. And we just love this from the very beginning. I remember making this crappy little acoustic demo work tape and being like, there's something magical about this song. And I don't know. I just felt like it was, we all kind of agree that it was the first the perfect first song to kind of break down the door of like, all right, what's what's Dan and Shay doing over here? <laughs> Something's happening. I just felt like that song, it's very vocally challenging, which is like, can't wait say. to sing that every night, you know? And, there are uh, those ones that you're like, why did we do that? Why did we do that thinking? note at the end? What was I? Yeah. Yeah. Every time we had to do it live now, I'm like, dang it, dude. Yeah, <laughs> but speaking of that point, though, I mean, I feel like that song was the perfect blend of where we, you know, had come from, yeah. what people loved about Dan and Shay, the big harmonies, the big chorus, you know, that kind of thing. Maybe somewhere in between a Speechless and, you know, Tequila, like those kind of songs. But it's also was an indication of where we were going, what the rest of this album sounds like. I always like to say a first single on an album should always be something that is very, very uniquely Dan and Shay. It's, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like that song, only Dan and Shay could pull off that song. You know, whether it's the vocals and the range and the dynamics of it, I feel like that song is very us. 
and then from there, you know, we can we can put out songs mm-hmm. that we think will do well on radio or streaming or whatever. But that song felt like this is a Dan and Shay thing. Okay, so a couple songs on here that would have made great album titles. You could have done, you know, Always Gonna Be, Dan and Shay. You could have gone with The Drive if you wanted to. That would have been good. Why Bigger Houses? Why was those that the one? Those were both actually considered on there. And, uh, I, you know, it's so tough whenever you're coming up with, uh, with album titles because you yeah. want it to be reflective of the whole album. And this one was really tough because there was just something about the writing process of this this record that was just different. We just feel like we really nailed it. I, I feel like the album kind of nailed itself. Like this happened super organically where we were just mm. like, oh, this just makes sense. It fits and it's just, this is our masterpiece. Like I'm so proud of this album. And so you don't want to screw it up with a bad album title. <laughs> You're like, what's this called? Like Dan and Shay's Great Adventure? I don't know. That's pretty uh, good, too. It's pretty, that, that is good. pretty good. Yeah, but the, like the song Bigger Houses for me, I'm, I've already said why it's so special to me, but... I feel like sonically, it just kind of really represents a lot of the songs in the record. Um, but it's also just the message of this and where we're at in our lives. I mean, it just, it fit so perfectly. I feel like if that song touches you, you're going to love the rest of the album. And I feel like it's very representative of what's on there. And I think if there's one thing that you could get as you walk away from listening to the album, I would want it to be that message. And that's that's what we landed on. And then we landed on top of a house. I was going to say, yeah. can you please tell us the secret about these pictures of you guys on the roof? Is it is it giants or is I, it a little house? Yeah, exactly. That's that's the question. Are you going to tell us or are you going to make us just... I sketched it up. Like I always have these like ideas and I just did this terrible sketch on a piece of paper. I was like, just imagine like, bigger houses, Dan and Shay, there's like this house and then we're on top of it or whatever. And then we were like, it'd be like really cool if it was like small, there was like a juxtaposition there. Yeah. What was the question we posed on the internet? Is it like, are we giants or is it a tiny house? Are we giants or is it a tiny house? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tiny house or giant man. Depending on how many beverages you have, like you're you're like, dang, I don't even know anymore. Leave it up to interpretation. (laughs) And then I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, okay, wait, the way the shadows are falling, that has to be like a real thing. That's not like a green screen. Yeah, Yeah, if you were curious, like, did you take a a picture of a real house? Is it shrunk? Like, how did you do it? But they actually built this incredible art designer that makes stuff for like movies and stuff, made that for us. And it looks so real. It was almost trippy being there looking at it because you're like, am I a giant? (laughs) I may be a giant. That's we crazy. almost used like a diagonal photo on the cover just to be like, well, we spent all this time and money like building this house. We've got to let people know it's real. <laughs> it's right. real thing. Right. the front view, you're like, okay, they could have photoshopped been. Well, it. now they know. They're listening to this. They exactly. Know. exactly. Tell me it's in your backyard for your kids. I swear to you, whenever the kids saw a picture of her, I had ac- actually asked. I was like, what are we doing with this later? And they're like, we might take it on the road. And I was like, all right, as soon as we're done with this, this, this has to go it. in my backyard. Because yeah. the kids ask about it every single yeah, day. Yeah, they're going to want to. like, where's the house, Dad? Right. By the time you get it, they're going to be too big. Okay, so you guys just announced a big tour. Give us all the details. We want to hear about it. We are so fired up. The Heartbreak on the Map tour. Uh, we have never been more excited for a tour in our career. Well, the last arena tour, we were fired up and then COVID happened. Right. So that one, like, that was a tough one. We don't like to talk about that. No, but, but I saw it and it was good. Yeah. Thank my you. last show uh, before COVID. It was my last show. It was great. Right. Yeah. I, I never know awesome. if it was good that we got those shows in because we're like, we can do this. We it can headline look, an arena amazing. or if it was bad because we got a taste and we're like, we knew what we were missing. Yeah. <laughs> so, now we yeah. get another one. Yeah, those, those were fun. But we're doing it again. And this one's going to be even bigger. It's going to be awesome. I think it's like 20 something dates. Yep. And uh, yeah, we're, we're pumped. We got Ben Rector out on the tour <gasps> who we're huge fans awesome. of. Awesome. Yep. yep. I and love Ben. Yeah, Ben's the best. He's a good buddy of ours. We're fans of his music. And 
he's just like a Nashville legend. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's kind of on the fringe of country music. He writes a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that could be hits on country radio. I know he's a huge fan of country music. And um, like I said, we're, we're close with Ben. And he reached out and was like, hey, I heard you guys were going on tour. He sent like the sweetest message ever. I was like, you know what? How could we not have Ben on our tour? <laughs> and he kills it on his own. Like he sells yeah. out the re- arenas like this on his own. And I was like, Sure, man. If you want to open for us, that's great. And uh, and we got Haley Witters opening oh, up the show. We love her. We're super fans of her. We always yeah. like to take people we're fans of, you know, so we can sneakily get out there and watch their set. Saying that out loud, I'm like, how did we get them? I don't know. It's fantastic. Easy. A lot Easy. of money. Yeah. <laughs> we're excited. Yeah. We're going to be there. They're we'll great. There. We love them. Thank you guys Thank so you much guys. for coming in. Absolutely. Well, we're, we're done. done. We're done. I think you're going to a little bit longer if you want to. I live here, dude. I moved in here two weeks ago. Dang, dude. Yeah, I've been living here for a while now. <laughs> Guys, the album is Bigger Houses. Make sure that you're streaming it on Amazon Music Unlimited over and over and over again. Buy oh. tickets. Go see them. Dan and Shay, we love you. Thank y'all. We love you. The best. So good to have you. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much to Dan and Shay for being so open and vulnerable with us. I am so glad they made it through everything. Me too. Now, before we go, we have to give a special thanks to the CMA because we had a chance to be guest on their YouTube series, Music to My Ears, and we got to pick five iconic duets. That was so much fun. It really was. It was really cool because we had taped it back in August. Yes. Before our interview with Tim McGraw. And we got to tell him that he made our iconic duet list with Faith. I think he was impressed. I think so, too. You know, you were talking about um, It's Your Love, and mm-hmm. we got to record something for CMA. They have a YouTube series called um, Music to My Ears, and we did five most iconic duos, and we picked that one. Oh, yes, right on. I'm glad we made the list. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Like, oh, this is so good. And I think when they asked us, that was like... That was the first, number one. Yeah, that was, right was the one. first one like, that well, came to mind. Tim and Faith, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's done. it. Done. I'll take that. Get the full list by visiting the CMA's YouTube page or just search Music to My Ears on YouTube. Next week, we kick off Amazon Music Celebration of Country Music Month with the one and only Britney Spencer. Okay, do yourself a favor. Search out her music if you don't know it yet. She's an incredible vocalist. We love her, and we have been obsessed with her for quite some time. I cannot wait for everybody to get to know her the way we do. She is so talented and such a good human. Also, you have a really cool assignment. You're going to be covering the NSAI Awards and bringing back all the scoop from that next week. That's right. You know, we love celebrating songwriters here on this podcast. So make sure you're following Country Heat Weekly on your favorite podcast app so you'll automatically have the latest episode as soon as it drops. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Country Heat Weekly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at listenerstudy.com. I feel like I was blindsided. Because it's a competition show. From the producers of Jury Duty and The Bachelor. We have scoured the earth for the 14 greatest reality contestants that were available during our production window comes a reality competition show about reality competition shows. Nobody has dared to find out who is the actual best at just being on a reality show. I'm your host, comedian Daniel Tosh. It's winner go home. Each episode, our contestants will face new challenges. 
that will test their strength and lack of life skills for a chance to win $200 million. Thousands, not millions. $200,000. Prepare, because it's about to be ugly crying, lots of fighting. Tasha, I have to defend myself. Celebrating 25 years of reality TV with your favorites. I have diarrhea. You cannot do this to me. What in gay hell have I got myself into? The GOAT. Stream free on Amazon Freeview or Prime Video.